Oh, hey guys, it's Biddy here. I heard you want to know a little bit about the story so far. So I thought I could give you the most accurate telling of everything that happened and only the important details for sure. So why don't I go ahead and get started? And I promised this time that I wouldn't tell a little bit about where I was born or my parents and all that. We're going to save that for another time, but I really want to tell that story sometime. So hopefully someday Asterian will tell me, yes, that it's okay. But anyway, we're, uh, we're here at the Tattooed Halfling. Everybody's enjoying a drink right now. A lot of people seem to be asleep in the corner, but maybe I can wake them up. All right. So um, where should I start if I can't start with the story of me? Oh, oh. So this was maybe a couple of months ago. Actually, it feels like it was maybe two years ago, but actually it was only two months ago. Anyway, two months ago. I found myself making pottery like I usually am, sitting near the kiln. It's a nice sunny day outside. And then, I don't remember what happened next, but I woke up tied to a stone. And there were a bunch of people around me that were also tied to stones. And they were the tallest people I'd ever seen. I've never actually been outside the borough before then, and I've always been the tallest person in my village. So this was a bit of a shock. And by that, I mean, I think I said nothing for a total of five whole minutes. Yes. I know. Can you believe it? Yes. So um, there were a couple of elves and half elves and I think a half orc. And I don't even know. I, I've never seen some of these before, but uh, the people were very nice. Somehow we got out. I'm sure that was important. But anyway, we, uh, we managed to go nearby to some sort of crypt, which had very pretty pottery in it, uh, filled with folks' ashes of dead priests. Um, I really would have liked if I could have repaired some of those pieces of pottery, but the group said no, we had to keep going. So I kept going. Um, I'm really thinking about that pottery. Maybe I can go back there someday and make it a little bit better. You know, a lot of them are in disrepair. They were quite old. And uh, I feel bad for the folks whose ashes had been stored there for so long. Oh, nobody's thinking of them. Well, you know what? I'm thinking of you. So take that to heart. Um, but, but yeah, so uh, we kept going further in the crypt. Me and these really tall people I just met, who actually not too bad. I'll have to tell you about them sometime. Uh, but anyway, we came across what looked like some sort of altar. There were skulls around it. I happened to find out later on that this was for the god Bahal. Uh, you probably heard of him. He likes murder, some things like that. Uh, apparently, a lot of things like to worship him. So we, uh, we've actually been dealing with that ever since. That kind of kicked off the adventure. So, yeah, um, I'm really depressed about that pottery. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. But then more things happened that were very exciting after that. So we went and we checked out a nearby cave filled with kobolds. And uh, my, my party members are very smart. They knew that if they tied a rope around me and sent me down there, and something happened, they could just tug and uh, pull me back out. And it made sense for me to go in because I was the, the tallest, shortest person in the group. And so I could go through the caves easily to see what was going on. Uh, but yeah, there were a bunch of kobolds down there. They also happened to be worshiping Bahal. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know who started this trend, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to put an end to that. Um, and we came across in one of the final rooms, a group of all of them sitting together. It looked like they were worshiping at this altar or something. Um, I disguised myself put on a robe, uh, made myself look like one of them, and I said in a very commanding voice to them that they needed to bow down before me because I was their god and that they should castrate themselves. And it was very convincing, you know, because I actually spoke to them in their language, 
and they did it. I'm kind of surprised myself too. Yeah. Uh, that hasn't happened again. We haven't really run across that many kobolds since then. Maybe I struck a chord of terror to all of them. Maybe the word's gone around that there's somebody out there that's a kobold god. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that was a pivotal moment for me. That's when I realized that I could be and do anything. And so I decided to become an adventurer. And that's when we went on with the rest of the group. So I stuck around with these elves and this half-orc and... Uh, and we've been going around since then finding more evidence of Bahal worshippers. Um, we came across quite a few different places. There was a town called Meyer Hall, I want to say. And a lot of the people there seemed normal, like not, not really worshippers themselves. But we did run across a guy who I suspect was, because he's just kind of weird. He was off. His name was Sam Sporkle. He tried to sell us horses at an exorbitant price. I really didn't like him. In fact, I didn't want to negotiate with him, and normally I'm the one that likes to negotiate on things. I'm pretty good at it, if I say so myself. And we left that to other folks in the party to deal with, because, yeah, he just, no, he struck me as wrong. Believe it or not, he's got cousins everywhere. We ran into uh, another smorkel that was in Dark Springs and another one in wherever we went after Meyer Hall. I don't remember the name of the town, but they had a place that had very good rabbit stew at their inn. And I remember that the most. It was actually very delicious. It was kind of a hole-in-the-wall place, really grungy, and they did have rats in there, too. I mean, they called it the rat nest for a reason. And that's where I met the love of my life. Um, his name's Maxwell. I don't normally like guys that are taller than me. In fact, I've never actually been with a guy that was taller than me until Maxwell. I had one too many drinks the one night, and he and I spent the night together, and then I almost got kidnapped. I don't know how that happened. I really had way too many drinks that night. But thankfully, the adventurers helped rescue me. Uh, we found out that there was a woman by the name of Nemea. She is a Bahal spawn. And she was trying to become immortal. And she was going to do that by taking blood from innocent young folks like me. Uh, believe it or not, I have some dragon blood in me. And I think that's what she was after. See, when I was growing up, I always thought that the scaliness to my skin and the patchiness was really because I was working around the kin all the time. The kiln would make it so that, you know, my skin would dry out and get all scaly. And I thought that's all that it was. Although, my mom did tend to sing to me some interesting lullabies and songs that nobody else's parents sing to them. And one day when I was singing it, I happened to make my first firebolt. Uh, thankfully, I was in front of the kiln when it happened, so it just kind of lit everything there on fire. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that's how this whole dragon blood thing came to be. Anyway, I'm not the only person that she was after. So we were able to go hunt down Nemea. Well, kind of. We actually didn't kill her. She kind of ran away. But we found one of the places that she had been hanging out, and we found that she had captured other people like me, including... Ela Talish. Well, that's kind of a hard name to say. So I like to call her Silly Eyelash. Um, but she has dragon blood too. She's kind of quiet. In fact, she doesn't really speak at all. She's uh, certainly quieter than me. Almost as quiet as Finn. Except when Finn gets too many drinks in him. But she's uh, actually a pretty skilled sorcerer herself. I saw her cast a fireball once, and it lit up everything in the room, including some of us. Um, that was a bit painful. Actually, I kind of want to ask her how she did that, because I'd like to learn how to do that someday myself. But, you know, she, uh, she's still with us. 
believe it or not. You may not hear from her all the time, but she's still around. She's hanging out, and I think she's okay. You know, maybe I should ask her. That's kind of traumatizing to think of, you know, that somebody captured you, put them in your dungeon, and then just left you there around other people that were starving and rotting corpses and stuff. Maybe I should make an urn for those people. Oh, you know, what about those cult bolts that I told to castrate themselves? Oh, I should totally do that sometime. All right, well, when I get back home, if I get back home, that's something that I definitely want to do. And they're going to be first on my list. Well, besides uh, Maxwell, we ran into some other interesting people, too. When we were on our way to the rat's nest, there was some sort of, oh, it was raining, some sort of abandoned house in the middle of nowhere. Oh, we took shelter there for the night because the storm was getting pretty bad outside. And that's where I made a new friend. I don't think she's ever told me her name. And she doesn't really talk in the way that you would think most people talk. You see, she talks in my mind. And I think she talks to other people too. They just haven't admitted it yet. But anyway, some of the folks in our group were very mean to her and tried to pick on her. So I got defensive and I took her side. And then since then, she's wanted to hang out with me. Uh, by the way, she looks like a doll. Maybe she is a doll. You know, I never really thought about it before, but none of the dolls I had back home talked. I wonder why she talks. Is she really a doll or does she just look like one? But she, uh, she suggested a few things to me, and it's thanks to her, actually, that I got a chance even with Maxwell. Uh, she had suggested that I try to tickle his balls under the table, and so I did that. And then we went upstairs afterwards. Oh, that was something. Maybe I should ask the doll for more advice. You know, the dolls actually give me other great advice, too. So recently it said that I should try to use my wand, the one that I got from this jolly red man. Uh, it has a string of beads on it in different colors, and every time I wave it, it does something different. I'm pretty sure that this is useful in some way. I'm sure it's been very useful. I just can't think of a time when I've used it that it actually has been, until recently. There was this book that Elva handed me. It looked super important. I was trying to read what was in there, and it seemed like some sort of recipe book where you cook mushrooms and other things. Anyway, I uh, waved the wand at it, and it disappeared. So I think it's probably somewhere for safekeeping right now, and all is well. Now that I think about it, I have no idea how I'm going to get that book back, though. Huh. Maybe I should ask Ela Talish. Maybe Ela Talish would know. Or maybe I can try the wand again. <gasps> but is anybody around to tell me no? Because last time, they, the Dalinar and, and Mephira said that I need to ask before I use it. But if they aren't here to ask, maybe this is okay. Maybe. Maybe I'll wait, because there's still more story to tell. So we went to uh, Dark Spring to try and find if we could uh, find a way to take care of Nemea. We had heard that she had been in the area. We didn't see her there, but we did find cultists of hers. Yes, cultists of her, not for Bahal, but for her. They were working in, under the well in the town, which apparently uh, is like some sort of fountain of youth. I don't know, makes people feel a little bit better. Um, maybe live longer, less ill. Anyway, they wanted to take it and poison it with these mushrooms, but we put an end to that nonsense. And that's probably around the time when you ran across us was when we had just come out of the well and we were trying to set things right in town. So our hope next is to uh, go on to some of the other places that might either be places we could find Nemea or something to deal with her. 
Maxwell has a rival. They're definitely not friends, and I don't know if I trust him. Maxwell doesn't speak highly of him. But there's this guy named Percival who might actually know where we could find a weapon to help deal with her. But that's a tale for another day, because we have not even decided to go and follow his lead just yet. Hey, why is everybody asleep? I thought this was a pretty riveting story. I don't know why everybody went to bed. I mean, I guess it's like, is that the sun coming up right now? Oh, man. You know, I didn't even get a chance to take a nap tonight. Maybe I should go ahead and do that. I'll come back later and tell more stories, including the story of me 